This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Terrifying, bloody and indiscriminate. Incidents of mass shootings are on the rise in South Africa. While the focus falls mainly on gang turf wars, there's another underlying element that's often overlooked. The illegal guns fueling this violence. McFarlane Moledi meets up with gang members on the Cape Flats to find out how they acquire their arsenal of illicit weapons. What he learns sends chills down our spines. Globally, mass shootings dominate news cycles. Multiple people shot and killed in a single attack is a disturbing trend around the world. But this story is about South Africa. It's about indiscriminate shootings and illegal guns. Mass shootings happen more often than we'd like to think, right here in our own backyard, but often it goes unnoticed. These murders are driven by organized crime and fueled by illegal guns. There's no play-play today. <laughs> this, uh, the guns are out on the street. Be sure that they are going to target you. Director Jorison Lee heads up the Cape Town Metro Police's specialized units. There's a hell of a lot of illegal firearms in our streets, on our roads. There's illegal guns that are causing the, the carnage, the mayhem. We hit the streets with a team on a disruptive operation in some of the city's most dangerous neighborhoods. They're on the hunt for illegal firearms. Drugs and guns go together, gangs protecting their merchandise and their turf. The gang-related shooting in Mannenberg was captured on the city's CCTV network. These incidents are not the exception. It's the rule out there. So what the police are now doing is they're doing stop and searches. And this is all part of proactive policing because you never know where you're going to find the guns or who you're going to find them from. Superintendent Sergio Domingo has worked these streets for 20 years. We had the shooting in this area, I think, two days ago. How often do you guys do this? The shootings goes on week for week. Sporadic shootings during the day. So you must deploy in this area each and every day. As exhilarating and exciting as this all is, you're still going into the unknown and you don't know what's waiting for you. It's a bit unsettling for me, but this is the reality that these cops face every day. They're not afraid to fight against the police. They go out in the morning, they don't know if they're going to return home. Hey! Open! Please! Okay, that is Mandrax tablet. Mandrax tablet, this is your... your uh, you can see that I did it in very uh, unpleasant places. We don't want to scratch. The night searchers turned up drugs, knives and an axe, but no guns. 
Sometimes the police don't find anything here, but that doesn't mean nothing is going on here. It just means visible policing is working. If we don't evolve with our methodologies and with our practices, we are going to stay behind the ball all the time. We've enhanced and, and taken on a lot of um, technology-driven policing and try and preempt and predict and prevent the shootings and the carnage that's happening in the criminality. But during the day, with no cops in sight, we asked around and within minutes, we were shown drugs and guns. The people who just want to shoot and kill, they don't worry about money. These are career gangsters. They live and die by the barrel of a gun. The people you see here, they just after the killing, they blood hunters. At just 33, the eldest of the two has spent 10 years in prison for attempted murder. He's one of the main guys out here, but there's no shortage of new recruits. We learn on the battlefield. It's how we break the ice. And if you do it, they see now they shoot someone over. Now he's, he's, he's into it, into win it, into win it. And if I shoot to kill, I think nothing of it. And it doesn't matter whose blood it is. It's late at night, it's dark, it's cold, yet children are still running around in the streets. They might not be the target, but a stray bullet could easily find them. When it comes to mass shootings in South Africa, innocent bystanders are the collateral damage, pushing up the body count. Locally, a mass shooting is classified as an incident where three or more people are shot with a firearm. In July, at least 45 people were shot dead and 33 injured in eight separate incidents across the country. Some of these cases made headlines, but most mass shootings don't. They might not be huge in terms of the number of people killed, but they are quite a common occurrence in the country. Jenny Irish Koboshiani is a researcher for the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organized Crime. When we're seeing these kinds of mass shootings, there's a lot more organized than we think, and it is driven by illicit economies. From criminality to taxi wars, extortion rackets to drug-dominated gangsterism, violence is central in these underworld operations. In the Western Cape alone, there were 442 mass shootings that left 563 people dead and more than 1,000 others wounded in just two and a half years. It's happened daily, whether it's in Ottery, Menenburg and Oval Park, it happens all over. Lindsay Connolly is a field worker for the Global Initiative. These stats are a daily reality for the people who live in these areas. Mass shootings can take place at any time. Whoever's sitting in a car, they could be a target. There's a target walking all the time. All the time. So even as we speak now, anything could happen? Correct, yes. They're not shooting to hurt you, they're shooting to kill you. It's not before the guys used to hit each other with bulbs or that. This is yeah. not knives, this firearms. The guys are not here to, to play. Yes. They are here to kill. With national murder rates peaking at 71 a day in the country, the killing sprees are getting out of hand. 
If you look at the current murder rate in the country, it has reached levels that we have not seen since the 1990s. So I think that the illicit firearm market isn't responsible for organized crime, but it is certainly contributing to the way in which organized crime is playing itself out in South Africa. Besides motives, the biggest difference is that guns used in American mass shootings are often legally obtained, whereas in South Africa, the weapons are usually illegal. A key difference for me between here and the States is we have very good regulations in place. Whether it's implemented effectively is a different story. How difficult or easy is it to get a gun in South Africa? It's relatively easy. Gang bosses have set themselves up as middle-level firearm dealers. And if you look just at them, historically, only the key people had access to firearms. Yes. Now, every single gang member possesses a firearm. We live sheltered lives. Out here in the Western Cape, things operate a little differently in gang-run areas. Here, carrying a gun, is almost as common as carrying a pack of smokes in your pocket. There's about 30 and 20 guns. So, do you guys have a gun? Yes, we have a gun. gun. This gun, we shot people for this gun. If you kill someone, they give you a gun. If you shoot two people, then they give us two guns. We are busy shooting people to get guns. We also buy guns. Shockingly, but not surprising, there are almost as many illegal guns as there are legally registered firearms in circulation in South Africa. A lot of our firearms are coming from our domestic markets. And those would be firearms lost or stolen from civilians and firearms lost and stolen from the state. They treat a gun as if it's like, okay, so you broke eraser. this table yes. or an eraser. You lost a computer. You lost a firearm. It's an asset that they lose. But sometimes it's more sinister when it comes to police weapons making their way into the underworld. We buy it there by them yeah. because they don't get a lot of money by the, by, the, by, the, by the state. With so many illicit guns in circulation, bullets fly regularly. In former years, the guys used to run away, hide under the bed, lay flat on the floor. Now it's different, life has changed so much. The people normally just come out. They come out and they, they get involved, social media, their phones, they take pics. Um, like so, a movie. So they, they want to see the violence. No, they want to see it. Have they become immune to it? They've they definitely become, become Im immune to, to the violence in the area. I mean, these kids are from a young age, seeing this violence. All the time. All the time. These two boys are nine and ten years old. Drugs, guns, gangs and dead bodies are part of their everyday lives. I've seen how they hide it. I've seen how they shoot, yes. I stood there on the stairs. Then they came close to me and shot. And then my ears went zing. 
Het jy nou gesien as iemand geskiet word? Ja, ja, ja. Yes, yes, at the shop. The two of us wanted to walk to the shop, and then they shot. They shot funny. He's dead. Both these boys have lost family members in gunfights, and while they seem to have become numb to the violence, children are not immune to the pull of gangs either. Um, British gang members start at the age of nine. Nine? What are you doing as a nine-year-old gangster? What do you do? Um, you become a high-risk member. You're part of um, alerting people. They fast at nine. Yeah. So um, they would carry a firearm. Um, no, no, you can't tell me. Nine-year-olds carry nine, firearms. Yes. Do they get recruited or is this just something that happens? They get recruited. Yeah. Um, I think Otter is basically a a fatherless generation with their fathers and fathers being killed, grandparents being killed. At a young age, they get involved in, in gangsterism. A trend the gangsters are shamelessly proud of. Having young little gangsters is an advantage to them when it comes to evading the police. The cops aren't aware of them. The cops don't expect they will give it to a small kid. Such a big gun on a kid. When we're done, we give it to them. They'll know what to do. Because out here, it seems they don't know what else to do. It's a vicious cycle, feeding on young blood. So Lindsay, what's going to happen if none of this stops? It's just going to be a forgotten generation. Mm -hmm. More dead bodies, kids getting killed at a younger age. Innocent people being killed. If it doesn't stop, it's either prison or it's going to be the mortuary. It's an all-out battle on the streets of the Cape Flats, but gun violence is rapidly seeping into all corners of the country. With no regard for human life and authorities ill-equipped to handle the onslaught, can we curb the bloodshed before the gun-wielding nine-year-olds become gun-wielding adults? Thanks for joining yet another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. Keep the conversation going online. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't forget to rate and review us. Your feedback is always appreciated. And subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode.